Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults age 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ. They're live, local, and talking about the stories that matter to you. Share your opinions with Mark and Melinda at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Mark and Melinda. 503, great to have you with us. President Biden's spokespeople through the afternoon have been indicating that he is considering possible options in response to the attack on that U.S. military base in Jordan. Three U.S. Army personnel were killed. Over 40 were injured in that drone attack on the barracks at Tower 22, as that base is known. It's right up at the tip top of Jordan, uh, right across the border from Syria and Iraq. This happened over the weekend, and as the Wall Street Journal is reporting, and you just heard in Fox, there were two drones coming toward that U.S. base, One was a U.S. drone, the other was the attacking drone, and they're now saying that there was some confusion or inability to identify that one of the approaching drones was actually an attacking drone, and it ended up firing on that barracks and killing three and wounding 40 others. That should be pretty alarming. Were they expecting two drones back? didn't sound like it. So when you have two drones coming back, wouldn't you think, oh, uh-oh, one of those is not ours. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that you heard John Kirby say earlier today was, uh, and in regards to Biden considering how he's going to respond, all the different options, uh, he said he that we don't want to escalate a war with Iran. And, and then goes on to say Iran doesn't want to have a war with the U.S., To which I have to say, then what are they doing? Why are they firing all of these missiles and drones towards our forces? Just to see if their technology can get to where they say it to go? Like, what what reason would they have for doing this if they're not trying to escalate it into something else? Mm -hmm. And the White House uh, today in the Pentagon briefing said Iran has its fingerprints all over this deadly attack. So they're admitting that. Uh, Iran basically has been at war with the United States since the early 80s. And it just continues. It's intensifying now. Mm -hmm. They are at war with us, but we're not willing to say that publicly or handle it in a fashion commensurate with what they're doing against our forces. Yeah, apparently we're just willing to to sit back and sacrifice our men and women that are over there, which is not acceptable to me, and I don't think it's acceptable to most. Here is John Kirby, President Biden's National Security Coordinator, speaking this afternoon. We are not looking for a war with Iran. We are not seeking a conflict with the regime in a military way. Um, and as I said in the, in the opening, we're not uh, we're not looking to escalate here. This attack over the weekend was escalatory. Make no mistake about it. And it requires a response. Make no mistake about that. I will not get ahead of the president's decision making. So they have been uh, saying all throughout the afternoon, President Biden continues to be briefed, 
and he is looking at all possible options on what to do next. You can join the discussion with your thoughts at 512-836-0590. Get in here and let us know what, if anything, you think Biden will do, what he should do in this current situation. Matt Waltz is a Republican congressman from Florida. He served as a U.S. Army Green Beret. They end every statement of we're going to defend ourselves, but we don't want this thing to spread. And what Iran hears from that is, well, we can let's let's take it to the next level and see what we can get away with next time. And Melinda and I uh, shared a New York Times story with you about a week ago that said Biden and his top advisors see it's inevitable that U.S. military would be killed by Iranian proxies. And they were dreading that because they knew at that point President Biden may be forced to respond. That's how they characterized it. So much wrong with that. They knew that the attacks were going to continue and it most likely would end up taking the lives of some of our service members. Yet they sat and did nothing. They waited to be reactive instead of being proactive. That's the first thing wrong with that. The second thing wrong with that is we may retaliate for this last one that did claim the lives of three. This administration, this president, that shows weakness. Mm -hmm. It is weakness. We sit here and say, what should President Biden do now? In my opinion, It should have already been done. We shouldn't be sitting here on a Monday afternoon saying, what should we do now? With three uh, U.S. Army soldiers from Georgia dead and more than 40 injured, uh, don't mistake this. This this barracks was targeted. They were hoping to take out everybody in that barracks and kill them. The death toll could have been far higher. Mm -hmm. It could have been over 40 U.S. soldiers killed in that drone strike. 512-836-0590. Robert is in Elgin at 508 with Mark and Melinda. Hello, Robert. How are you today? Good, good. How are you all doing? Enjoying the sun? Well, you know, from the window where we can see it, (laughs) yes, we are. (laughs) See, I would do a coordinated strike, uh, like systematically to, uh, say, Yemen, Syria, Iraq, Jordan, and Iran. Just call it Operation PYP and do it all in one night. He's got to do something. What we've been doing as the we'll show you not to mess with us, you know, hitting a shed here, maybe taking out a little bit of equipment that they have, and not even really targeting the head of the snake, which is in Iran. Not not these Yemen rebels, not the Houthis. Not, that's not... The issue. The issue is wh- who are they taking their orders from? All, all of their money, all of their missiles, everything comes from Iran. Yeah, but I would do them all. The Houthis, uh, Hezbollah, Hamas, and Iran strike like their big oil refinery or uh, missile producing factory, but hit everybody at once in one night. Well, the Wall Street Journal says that the U.S. military for a couple of months now has already uh, picked out the factories that are making the drones that are being used in these attacks, the missile-making factories. They they have the coordinates of all of that stuff 
in Iran. You're saying take out all of them in one night? Yeah, like, well, hit 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 everybody in one night that, that you know of, you know, in Iran, in Syria, in Lebanon, uh, in Yemen. What Do you think President Biden will be that bold and that aggressive and that strong? No, no, no. I, I'm just saying what needs to be done. I, I, I didn't say he's got the gumption to do it. What what do you think he will end up deciding to do, Robert? The uh, more of the same. Announce the drone factory or the munition dump that they're going to strike, so that they can get everything out, and then they'll hit that empty building. When we give them plenty of notice, hey, it's coming. Yes, that's that's what's going to happen, and they'll say we struck back. Yeah. Robert, thank you. Have a good one. 512-836-0590. Weigh in with your thoughts. Call or text us. Mark and Melinda, 511 at News Radio KLBJ. And now, back to The Mark and Melinda Show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. Thanks a lot for joining us. 517 Tigers here producing, and Paul is calling from New Braunfels. Welcome, Paul. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I tell you what, I am just heart sick over this, especially when I find out that the, that the target was the barracks. I mean, they're after our lives. Can you imagine they're taking pot shots at us, killing American service people, and we sit there and do nothing? Um, I cannot believe that we didn't have a plan. We knew there was going to be American lives lost. They should have, within three or four hours, taken out these items in in Iran, especially the drone factories. Um, I mean, what do you think about that? It's just terrible. You know, you you think about the football games yesterday, how sick the fans are about what happened, et cetera, et cetera. And imagine, imagine the families of these service people that have just been, they're just bait. They're nothing but bait. Mm-hmm. 23, 24, and then the sergeant was, I 46. think, 46. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it just, it makes your blood boil when you think about this situation, Paul. Uh, well, don't th- you think, don't you think that the military, I mean, let's face it, we've been, we've been, uh, uh, brainwashed now to think that the military is woke and that they're all a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, uh, woke people and we're not going to do anything. You know damn well those military men are frothing at the bit to go do something. I'm surprised there hadn't been an uproar and, a, and, a, and an uprising against it. Well, the common theme coming out of the White House has been that President Biden is afraid. The word fear is always used in the context of Iran. He's afraid they'll really get angry and they'll widen the war is how the White House puts it. And he's afraid of doing that. So he's okay with servicemen and women being wounded. And this isn't the first time that they've been wounded. We've had reports in the 157 other strikes that have happened that they are getting hurt. So he's okay with them getting hurt. Now he's okay with... They knew that death was eventually going to happen, and they still sat on their hands and did nothing. And don't, don't you think, though, don't you think 
that this is in, inevitable, that we are going to eventually get into Iran and get this thing going. And, and you know, I just take stock in thinking about Reagan, how he wiped out half of their Navy. Can you imagine if we had someone like Reagan? This would not be going on. It, it just wouldn't. Do you do you think what do you think uh, would be the situation if Trump were still in office or is reelected? What would the situation be like? Oh, I, I think he would he would just go uh, blasting away. I mean, and uh, I think that they would turn tail too. You can damn right believe they'd be apologizing, saying how sorry and what happened. Uh, and let's face it, it is a fear factor. You know, I'm, I warned them, don't, D-O-N-T or some baloney that he said, that Biden said. He makes my stomach turn. I'm a Vietnam veteran. I, I hated being in Vietnam because it was a war we should have never been in. But here's a war that we should get involved in. And, and this business, I mean, are we afraid of the Russians or are we afraid of China? No, we're afraid of Iran. Can you imagine? Oh, I, I just can't sleep at night thinking about it. It's terrible. Paul, thank you, sir. We appreciate it. 512-836-0590 to call or text. It is terrible. That should never be a talking point. We are afraid or we fear. That should never be a talking point coming out of the Oval Office. No, that's that's not a word that we ever want to hear from our commander in chief. Who no matter who's in the office. Right, it just should not be coming. It should never be a talking point even if that's what you are concerned about there are concerns about escalating. That's better than saying I fear that this will do that because when you use the word fear, you use the word that I'm afraid. What does that show your enemy? It shows weakness, and and, and he's been showing plenty of that, so it just adds Mm -hmm. on to it. All right, let's go to Fred on 620-522. Hi, Fred. Welcome. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Fine, Fred. Good afternoon. Welcome aboard. Yes, sir. Uh, I I told the screener, uh, and just what I'm about to tell you, these guys are lucky I'm not the president because the first time one of our Troops, Marines, Navy men would have been injured. I would have laid Toronto West. The problem is Biden shows weakness from Afghanistan to Ukraine to Israel to the Houthis. Every single point, he shows fear. He shows weakness. And because the West follows what America does, the entire West is showing weakness in Ukraine and Israel, dealing with the Houthis and dealing with China and the Taiwan situation. And it continues to show weakness, and that is the problem. I mean, I'm a, I will never show, tell somebody I'm afraid of them. If you want to come at me, come at me, bro, but you, I'm not going to be afraid. You might beat me up, you might shoot me, you might whatever, but I'm not going to tell you I'm afraid because I ain't afraid. And if I was the president, that's the same stance I would take as the president of these United States. We're the strongest country on the planet. I mean, we shouldn't be afraid of anybody. Fred, uh, what do you think Biden will end up deciding to do in this case? Probably nothing. Same 158 other attacks, nothing. Well, there there have been uh, some select uh, attacks on 
the proxies of Iran in Iraq. We, we yeah, have hit yeah. them. We've hit the Houthis. But it obviously has not stopped any of them from attacking us I mean, and escalating. He's hitting targets that are out out and about, not serious targets. He's hitting a warehouse or whatever. He needs to hit it where it hurts, at the factories, at the oil rigs, at the places where it's going to hurt that pocketbook and it's going to hurt them like they're trying to hurt us, like they hurt Israel with body counts. And that's the only thing that makes the difference, body counts and money. Fred, thank you. Have a good one, sir. 512-836-0590. Retired U.S. Army General Jack Keane on Fox says that President Biden needs a brand new strategy when it comes to Iran. He says uh, up to this point, Biden has trying to do things that will get Iran to agree to a new deal that they not get nuclear weapons and that they become civilized members of the world community. He says that has all failed, unlocking billions of dollars for them, unlocking the sanctions on their oil sales. General Keene says all of that has failed, and it's time for a brand-new strategy that goes right to the heart of this, which is the mullahs in Iran, and we have to dictate the terms to them from now on and be aggressive. You know, I'm not a foreign policy expert by any means, Everything that Biden has done when it comes to border, border, uh, foreign policy has been just a disaster. You look at Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, not saying that Hamas was a, ter- a terrorist group and creating that funding line back available to them. You look at bending over backwards uh, to try to appease Iran with getting the money to them and this is how it's like it has been a complete disaster on every everything that he has touched foreign policy wise has been a disaster and then I'm going to throw in domestically too Uh, it seems to be a disaster here at home so I don't know what he is doing I really don't because it is coming at the cost of our men and women, both abroad and at home. Here's Senator Dan Sullivan talking about our current predicament with all of these threats overseas and on our own back door on the southern border. Here's how he sees it. Massive sanctions against our oil and gas sector, getting out of the JCPOA, killing Soleimani, which was really important, the Quds Force commander, but also launching a peace initiative in the Middle East uh, with the Abraham Accords. Biden comes in and literally reverses all of that. All right, so he he was listing the things Trump was doing Mm -hmm. and how we didn't have any wars. Peace was spreading through the Middle East. And then Biden started reversing the Trump policies. And look what we have now. Three and a half years later. 512-836-0590-527 at News Radio KLBJ. And now back to the Mark and Melinda Show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. We're here two to six every weekday, live and local. Mark and Melinda. Tiger is producing. Rudy is with us. Hello, Rudy. Welcome, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and yourself? Very well. Thank you, Rudy. Welcome. Yeah, my comment is that, you know, we're at war in Ukraine, we're at war in Israel, we're at war at the border, and everybody seems to think we should be 
bombing Iran and be at war with Iran as well. But, uh, you know, we haven't funded any of those other wars. The Republicans refuse to fund any of those three other wars. How would we be uh, comfortable? I I don't know if I'm comfortable that they'd fund the war against Iran. Now, when you say Republicans have not funded Ukraine and the border and what was the other one? Israel. Okay, okay, I got you. Uh, well, a lot of money has already been approved for Ukraine. Yeah, not only approved, but sent, whether it's through weapons or sent through humanitarian aid. Uh, we've also done the same with Israel. Um, as far as going after Iran, they just killed three of our service members. They've injured many others. We don't respond to that? No, I agree they should respond. They they definitely should uh, target the drone factories, anything that's producing military hardware that's going to uh, fight us in uh, Ukraine or in Israel or uh, funding Hamas. But, you know, why don't the Republicans fund those wars? Uh, I would worry that they wouldn't fund a war if we started a war with Iran. Well, the budget for the Pentagon is already approved. We have uh, forces available right now. In terms of going forward, I guess is what you're talking about, this stalemate over more money for Ukraine and the border and how all that's being tied together. Is that what you're getting at, Rudy? Well, I'm getting at if you want to, you know, all your callers are saying, let's bomb uh, the factories in Iran. In Iran. Let's, uh, let's engage Iran and, you know, I would be fearful that uh, if we did that, that uh, Republicans wouldn't fund that. They're not funding the current three wars we have, the war with uh, Ukraine, the war uh, uh, in Israel, nor the war on the border. Well, I think what they're arguing, Rudy, I think what I hear callers saying is you hit Iran very hard where it hurts, militarily and economically, and that gets them to stop their nefarious actions, which right now are deadly. Yeah, but hitting them means starting a, another conflict, and it means we need to allocate money to do that. And we are not getting any Republican support to fund the two or three wars that we have now, the war in Ukraine, the war in Israel, nor the war on the border. They're not funding it. They've funded it. They have spent millions upon millions of dollars have gone to all of that. Uh, And and to say that those are our wars, I have to disagree with you. Those aren't our wars. We don't have to send money there. We would like to see certain sides and, and our allies win those things. But those aren't our wars. Rudy, thank you, sir. You have a good evening. 512-836-0590. We'd like to hear your thoughts. The If you're just joining us, the White House throughout the day today has been saying that President Biden is being briefed by his advisors and he has not made any decisions on what, if anything, to do about the killing of U.S. soldiers over the weekend in Jordan. Three U.S. Army soldiers were killed. More than 40 were wounded in the drone attack on the barracks at a base in northern Jordan over the weekend. Uh, So the White House says, we will decide when it's appropriate for a response. We're going to pick the time 
and the way we do this. And here is National Security Council Coordinator John Kirby today uh, addressing the media with those thoughts. We are not looking for a war with Iran. We are not seeking a conflict with the regime uh, in a military way. Um, and as I said in the, in the opening, we're not, uh, we're not looking to escalate here. This attack over the weekend was escalatory. Make no mistake about it. And it requires a response. Make no mistake about that. I will not get ahead of the president's decision making. All right, 512-836-0590. You can weigh in with your thoughts. And when it comes to border issues and uh, Rudy's comments about uh, funding and how Republicans don't want to fund what's happening at the border, here's National Border Patrol Council President Brandon Judd today. Uh, reiterating the point that he's made for the last three years. They don't need more money. They don't need more Border Patrol agents. He says we need the president to change his policy and give us the green light to start holding people and deporting them rather than catch and release. Here's what Brandon Judd said. I would love to see legislation, and I'm sure that what Langford and, and everybody is working on is going to be beneficial to the border, but let's be clear that we don't have to have legislation. This administration, through executive action, could do what is necessary to secure the border today if they wanted to. He's, yeah. And he's, he's a Border Patrol agent who's on the front lines. Well, and as far as this funding for the border, I would argue... We don't need extra funding for the border. We need to just simply close it down, period. They want extra money to process. We should not be funding for anybody to illegally enter into this country. And that's what they want money for, is to allow for the entry of those doing it illegally. Uh, The people doing the interview of Brandon Judd on Fox uh, also said uh, the Biden team says that you are being prevented from doing your job by the Texas concertina wire. And uh, the White House won that argument before the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, Brandon Judd, what do Border Patrol agents think about the razor wire that Texas has been putting in place on the border. Well, we're, we're completely supportive of Governor Governor Abbott. What he's doing has, has been able to allow us to deploy our resources to better locations completely in support of what Governor Abbott has been doing with the razor wire on the border. Yes, because Border Patrol is there to patrol and to stop the illegal entry. That's what Texas is trying to do. And here you have the Biden administration fighting that, pulling Border Patrol off of patrolling the border to process those that have crossed over illegally. 538 now we go to Kim on KLBJ. Hello, Kim. Welcome. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Doing great, Kim. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Um, I just, um, you know, uh, I don't know if people know it out there, but, you know, Putin has been trying to come with an agreement with Ukraine every day. He he wants to end the war, but mm-hmm. Ukraine keeps pushing it because they want money from us coming out of everybody's pockets. And it's not even go. You know, they haven't even. They can't even tell you where they spent one cent of that money. None of us. No receipts. No nothing. Just it's just going over there, and they're just doing what they will with it. Well, um, as far as Iran goes, uh, you know, all those illegal immigrants that have been coming over uh, have sleeper cells all over the United States. That's why there's been so many crazy crimes and 
you know, mayhem throughout our country, and um, a lot of uh, terrorists come through, and they put out a red alert saying, you know, keep your eyes open. Um, if you like to carry a gun, do it for your protection, um, because things are going to get really hairy before the election. And um, I, I don't know that I would jump on it over the three people. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying. Uh, I don't know. I would think that one through about starting that with Iran. <laughs> well, Kim, when it comes with to a- when it comes to the border and Biden's policy on the border, we have a story from the Daily Caller this afternoon that says mm-hmm. uh, a guy crossed in March of 2023. The Border Patrol gave him a really quick review and released him. And uh, then, much, much later, the federal government determined we need to find that guy because he's a member of al-Shabaab, the terrorist group in Somalia. And so they put out an urgent message for ICE to track him down. And they finally found him January 18th in Minneapolis of this year. And ICE took him into custody. And it, it was confirmed that he was a terrorist from Somalia and he had made it to Minneapolis. Did you see the gentleman? Now, forgive me with how I'm going to pronounce this, but from Izubalu or something like the Ishbam or something, and he's been locked up for 12 years, and he's a terrorist. Uh, I can't even pretend to pronounce his name. And um, he told the people down at the border, just people that were crossing as well, and people that are down there just reporting, you know, he was telling them, oh, y'all don't know who I am, but you will, but you will. Mm-hmm. And so they looked him up. I looked him up. And he is the head of a terrorist group that hates us. Yeah, we, we did talk about that, Kim. Thank you. You have a good one. All of these single stories, though, illustrate the bigger point that we have no idea in many of these cases who these guys are that are crossing. Even the ones that turn themselves over to Border Patrol. Then think about all the many of hundreds of thousands that didn't even turn themselves over to Border Patrol. Just said, I know I can do that, but I don't want to, and I'm not going to. And the guy from Somalia turned himself in. He said, I'm here, and they waved him on through after a few minutes. Mm-hmm. 512-836-0590, 542 now with Mark and Melinda. They're live, local, and talking about the stories that matter to you. Share your opinions with Mark and Melinda at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Mark and Melinda. Let's go to David at 545 on KLBJ. Good afternoon, David. Hi, you two. How are you both doing? It's a great, great show today. Thanks, David. We're great. That uh, said that the news is so full of... uh, stuff to talk about because it seems like it's that i was just going to comment as i told your screener uh that uh i think it was secretary of defense gates uh who served actually under obama and i think bush uh was the one who said biden has been on the wrong side of every national security if not every decision uh made including uh wanting to take out osama bin laden i think he flip-flopped on the iraq war and the iran war uh, he's just been wrong on everything, and everybody knew it. Even Obama said, you know, don't doubt Biden's ability to mess everything up. And here we see it, where the border national security is down, and uh, Afghanistan, the withdrawal was horrible. Uh, Thirteen people died there. Uh, none of the leadership was changed. 
uh, you know, we've got all this debacle, and all they ask for is just more and more money. So, Melinda, I appreciated your comment that, you know, these aren't our wars, and uh, Ukraine and Israel, uh, the border doesn't need more money. Three years ago, it didn't need more money, and it was closed down. So uh, I think the bigger issue here is with Biden being brief today is history would prove he always seems to make the wrong decision. So anyway, that's, I just wanted to highlight that well and we can throw in we made the wrong decision when he when he got voted in there then it's sad when you look at his his years uh his, his lifetime in politics and these last three and a half years has been so destructive for so many whether it is our service members you think back to the lives lost because of his call in afghanistan now we've got more lives lost and then you look here at home where we're yeah. having lives lost on a daily basis because of fentanyl crossing over that border not to mention all of the other stuff that is coming in across the border that is just bringing our nation down can i can i make one optimistic note though on maybe as a part yes, shot please. i'm old enough sadly to Oh, who but, hit the dump button on the optimistic part? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, your phone cut out, David. What were you saying? Oh, my, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm old enough to remember uh, being alive uh, during the late 70s. And I feel like the country feels like it did back then in 76, 77, 78, ironically with Iran taking hostages. And the only thing I would say is we were all really down. Uh, we felt like the economy was horrible. We had horrible inflation, interest rates going through the roof, Iran, you know, taking our people and parading them. And all it took was a new leader. The American people are the same. They're very strong. They're very patriotic. They're very good people. We are a good country and a good people. And all it takes is one leader. In that case, it was Ronald Reagan. And I think all we just need is to right the ship with a good captain, and you will see America and all of its true goodness come back out again. David, thank you, yes. sir. You have a good evening. 512-836-0590. Let's go to Russell in Round Rock. It's 549 at KLBJ. How are you, Russell? I'm doing great, and I appreciate the free speech that we can enjoy with your program. Um, my comment, I think, is that, number one, I don't think we should give another dime to anything foreign um, because... The current administration has lied to us before. It has misappropriated funds for the border. It has done all these other things. We don't know how much money Biden is getting kickbacks in the Ukraine stuff. We don't know what's happening with all these things. With with respect to Israel, uh, I think we ought to supply them arms. They're buying it and sell it to them. But I think if we really want to do something good for our country, why don't we take the money that we would be throwing away in other countries that we don't deal with and start spending it on things like mental health, and our veterans and the homeless and start working on real solutions to try to do this and maybe reinforce our jails and do the things that we need to help protect American citizens, which which is going to involve deporting people that are illegals. But I think we're not going to need to get into the business of saying this administration is wrong. They've lied to us. And I can see why Trump is saying don't give them a dime. Now, I feel sorry for government workers, but our government is corrupt. And so until we can get the ship righted like the last guy was talking about, we got a problem. Well, and uh, you were talking about spending, uh, what I heard you saying was spend more here at home. Is that right? Yes. If we took the same money, what could we do with it? 
And the reality is we throw tons of it overseas in stuff that, why are we doing that? We're not, you're not paying off our national debt. We are, we are in a real mess. We keep printing money. We keep doing all these things, but we're not working on our, our, on our own country and our own people. Now, it'd be different if we could get a zero entry in the United States with Biden, and it's something that he could not touch, could not change, could not modify. I don't trust him to do that. All right, uh, Russell, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm not on board with spending more money. I think in any he, way, I think what he was saying was imagine what could be done if we the money that we spend or send overseas for all the different things that we do, if it had been spent here in our nation, I'm could not, we get the debt down? Could we solve some of our own problems like the mental health issue where we're in desperate need of more hospitals to, to go with? I don't think he's saying spend additional money. He's just saying, what if we kept that money here? I'm I'm not convinced that all the spending he's advocating on those issues would have solved everything or ended it. I'm just I'm not in that camp. Well, I don't think he's saying it'll solve or end it. I just think he's saying stop spend, sending money overseas when it's needed here. Uh, here's a story out of Ukraine that illustrates why so many people are hesitant to spending money in Ukraine or giving them more assistance. Ukraine has announced they've arrested five employees and will put them on trial for embezzling $40 million. This was supposed to buy mortar shells for the war with Russia, but these people stole $40 million, five of them, and uh, they could get 12 years in prison each if they're convicted, according to Ukraine. This is an AP story that came out today. They were arrested on Saturday in Kiev. Yes, and it was the defense ministry officials that were involved in this. Mm -hmm. This is exactly why there needs to be a stop to the money that is going to Ukraine because there is so much corruption over there. And this isn't something that happened overnight. This is this is it's been corrupt for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So the 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 sheer fact that we would continue to send money, whether it is actual dollar bills or whether it is in the form of weapons, it shouldn't happen unless we can account for it and know that it is actually going to what we're sending it there for. Humanitarian aid, it's helping those people there, not paying for salaries or pensions, but helping them with food, helping them with water, helping them with medical aid, or if it's the weapons, that it is going to the front lines where it is being used to fight a war, not sold off so they can line their own pockets. Ukraine says the investigation of this case started in August of 2022. Wow. That took a long time. It's, it's always interesting that these kinds of announcements seem to pop up from time to time when the U.S. Congress is balking at sending more money to Ukraine. Well, yes, because this is Zelensky saying, I told you I was going to get corruption out. Uh, I know I don't say anything every single day, but you're not going to send me money. Look. I just found five people that I'm going to send to jail because they're corrupt. Yes. They're no longer apart, so you can <laughs> so, I, so you can send me more money now. All right, let's go to Joe on 620 on KLBJ. Welcome aboard, Joe. How are you doing? Oh, fine, thank you. Um, I was just going to make a comment. I don't know if anyone's looked at the paper today, but in Ukraine, they had forty million dollars of our money 
that we've given to Ukraine that is was taken by um, either crooks or um, or embezzled, and they finally found the people that did it. The biggest problem we have, we keep giving all these countries money, and we don't get an audit. We don't know exactly what they they've used the money for. Why do you and think? Like, why do you think that's the case, Joe? I, I, because people people know that we're going to uh, be a generous uh, country and help them out. All right, Joe. Thank you. Have a good one. That'll do it for this edition of Mark and Melinda. Yeah, we we need to recover, recoup, <laughs> and come back with y'all tomorrow. Yes, indeed. And we will do that. Ready to go, 2 to 6, Mark and Melinda, live and local. Tiger, great job. Have a wonderful evening. The news is next. Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults aged 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ.